This is A Little Bit Unfiltered, a podcast that's all about taking an unfiltered look at what it takes to succeed in a world where social media often only presents the highlights. You'll find interviews with entrepreneurs, change makers, and friends. This is a space to discuss success without any of the filtered appearances or advice. Only real talk and transparency here. Welcome back to A Little Bit Unfiltered. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered. We are joined today by the wonderfully accomplished and girl boss herself, Francesca Delia. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And I figured I'd let you introduce yourself a little bit because I think you're the best person to do that. So if you want to take it away. So, yep, my name is Francesca Delia. I'm the founder of Homegrown Jewelry, a handmade jewelry business that I started eight years ago now. Um, And this summer, we are launching a new line of apparel and getting into the clothing game. That is fantastic. And I honestly am so excited that we're getting to chat (laughs) because I've been following you for a while, being from Vermont myself. So I can't wait to chat about that. And as you're a St. Mike's grad and um, Vermont is just such a small world. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we have a good cadre of Vermont listeners that hopefully will be new customers of yours. Absolutely. I know Vermont is the smallest of all the small worlds. (laughs) It really is. It really is. And so how did you get started in this small world? Because I think jewelry companies like handmade products are really big in Vermont. And I'm just curious how you got inspired to start Homegrown because you have a really impressive story. Thank you. Yeah. So I was in an after-school art club in middle school, and they happened to put out um, some pliers and wire one day, Mm -hmm. Um, and I did a quick tutorial. I think it was how to make, like, a bookmark, nothing to even (laughs) do with jewelry, Um, but I absolutely loved it the second that I picked up the tools, and so I really started to get into it following, this was, like, the OG days of Pinterest, like it was this new thing. And so I was like one of those first people on Pinterest, following tutorials, getting really into it. And then in high school, um, freshman, sophomore year, when it was kind of like, okay, I need to look for a job. Like, what do I want to do? I was invited at that same time to do a craft show with my jewelry. And it all of a sudden, my mom and I were sitting there at my little like six foot table And I was like, wait, like I could maybe do this. This would be really fun. And so that kind of launched it during high school. Um, I officially started the business. And then in college, I wasn't going to do it. And I was just going to focus on school. And then as soon as my friends found out that I had the business, they rallied around it. And I was doing shows and this. And I was in the dining hall. And it just got way bigger than I had ever even imagined in college. And so then it just, it was a natural fit when I graduated to really just pursue it full time. That is such a wonderful story. I think it speaks so much too, to the power of having a supportive community around you. Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like as an entrepreneur, there's so many times that you doubt yourself and it's important to have those people that are like, no, you're actually great. Keep going. Exactly. (laughs) And for me, I found jewelry making. Um, When I started the business, it was during a really difficult time in my life, Um, just you know, high school, yeah, not that great. And um, for me, this really became kind of like 
an escape from those daily things. And it was just something I always turn to and still do like whenever something's happening in my life, I always just like find it so meditative to turn to jewelry making and just kind of like zone out doing that for a little bit. That is fantastic because yeah, I can absolutely testify. High school is not great for everyone. (laughs) And especially here, I think it's so important that if you don't have something that's made for you or a space that's Mm -hmm. made for you, like if you really like making jewelry or doing handmade things, Mm -hmm. there's not exactly like a club for everything everyone's interested in in high Mm -hmm. school. So it's important to make your own path, which I think is so impressive. And Mm -hmm. I was curious what your proudest moment has been as an entrepreneur? Because you've had this long journey and it seems like there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's definitely been very weird. Like now, um, this fall will be nine years of homegrown. And to like think about that is very weird and surreal. Um, So there have definitely been a lot of times. um, And it's always really random things. Like it's never like the big thing, you know? It's always like, I did a show in Brooklyn one time and that was like, at that moment, it was like the coolest thing ever. Or Mm -hmm. I'll finish a certain piece and I'll just feel like so proud of that one piece. Mm -hmm. Um, But recently, um, one of the biggest things, working on this expansion with the clothing line, that in the last six months has been so fulfilling and just Mm -hmm. so, we haven't even launched it yet. And I just feel like so proud of what we're about to put out. And so I honestly think that that has been to date one of the, I feel like it's always whatever I'm currently working on that I'm like most (laughs) proud of, but I feel like this one is like a really big, like, I am so excited to put it out there in the world. And I know that I'm very proud of it because I'm a little bit nervous. I'm like very like, okay, I hope everybody likes it. And that's, I feel like when you know that it's something you really care about. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's like a child. It's like, oh, I need to protect it as it goes out into the world. Yeah. I'm sure you felt that way, like putting out the podcast and everything. You're like, oh my God, this is like my, this is my baby. (laughs) Yeah. And it's suddenly it's not in your head anymore. It's something Mm -hmm. that people can judge and have opinions on. And Mm -hmm. it's so scary. Mm -hmm. Um, And speaking of the clothing line, why don't we just jump right into that? Because Mm -hmm. I think that's, it seems like a natural progression. You have jewelry and clothing and really Mm -hmm. diversifying the business. Mm -hmm. What made you realize, what was the point that you realized you were ready to expand? So last fall, last December, actually, um, I was just kind of thinking about, you know, end of the year stuff, where the business was, where I really wanted to go. And that point I was full so I graduated college and I was a nanny for like a year and a half afterwards with homegrown and so it was kind of like not quite full-time but not really part-time and then in September of last year I went completely full-time and so i had had a couple of months under my belt of like okay this is what it's like and you know eight years of doing the business and so it just kind of felt like I wanted to do something more you know I kind of I knew what I was doing. I was putting out these collections, boom, boom, boom. And I was doing the shows granted with the pandemic, it kind of like threw everything for a loop, but Mm -hmm. in the general scheme of things, I kind of like knew the flow. And I just felt that feeling of like, I feel like now's the time. And it was really just this gut feeling one night I, and I had been like racking my brain. Like, what do I want to do? Do I want to, you know, focus on wholesale and try to get into some stores? Do I want to do this? And it was 
it like hit me one night I was like we need to do like merch and do it in a way that's like connecting with the brand because I didn't want people to be like whoa like all these years we followed you now it's like a totally different thing Mm -hmm. and homegrown's always been about like empowering women and empowering the people who wear our stuff and I was like how can we kind of like get more of that how can we reach more people how can we make it more accessible and so merch was just like yep that's what we need to do and then like from that night I have it all scribbled out on this piece of um cardboard that had come from a jewelry material orders and I have the entire plan for this expansion written down on that and so I'm keeping that (laughs) because I'm like it's so crazy because then like the next day it was like I got into it and like we were doing an expansion it was so crazy that is amazing it needs to go in like a frame or something that's so iconic (laughs) I love it (laughs) and Something I loved that, because I feel like it's so easy, like a lot of places and a lot of companies do merch and it's not as Mm -hmm. intentional as I think you just described it Mm -hmm. was for you. And I know there's an element of it that's sort of giving back and connecting Mm -hmm. to your mission with the proceeds. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. So this is like my favorite part of it. I think Um, I have always wanted homegrown to be some type of community model you know like I wanted it to be not just like a brand that sells you things but we've worked really hard to curate this community of uplifting each other and of like every person who wears my jewelry all I want is for them to feel like absolutely amazing and so it really this seemed like the point where okay we can start to give back the business is established you know we're taking care of what needs to be taken care of and now we can finally start giving back Mm -hmm. so um I chose to go with One Love Foundation and the National Domestic Violence Hotline uh, because they kind of are perfect complements to each other. One Love works to prevent abusive relationships by educating younger, um, about high school age until I think they go down to about 11 years old, so middle schoolish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the hotline works with current people and survivors who are in these um, situations. And these causes are very near and dear to my heart. Um, And to be able to give back in more of like a macro view, you know, not only are we giving this one customer something that's going to make them feel incredible, their purchase is going to then impact the greater community. And to me, that was so, so important. And it just, it lined up so well with what Homegrown was already doing. Mm-hmm. And we were able to, um, I would say, fully express the homegrown personality through the designs that we made. They're really, um, I always think of the word punchy, which I think is like an old fashioned word. But yeah. <laughs> they're, very, they're very like bold and kind of in your face. And mm-hmm. I just knowing the homegrown customer for the last eight years I know that they're gonna really be like attracted to these designs and they're mm-hmm. conversation starters like they're fun and they're gonna sort of spread this word about ending relationship abuse and what is a toxic relationship and just all that stuff on top of empowering the wearers and spreading that message of confidence that is 
absolutely incredible. I know when I <laughs> first saw the announcement, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. my wallet is so going to hurt after June 4th because <laughs> they're all so fun. And I feel like aside from the like punchy designs being in mm-hmm. right now, the fact that it's not just something that's on a piece of apparel, it actually has something mm-hmm. that gives back and that people can feel good about. And I exactly, think- yeah it's amazing how much you've created such a brand that is so top to bottom consistent. And I was curious because I know you've had a lot of, um, you've been in showcases and I saw Mm -hmm. that you did the Her Campus and Aussie um, brand competition, which is Mm -hmm. incredible. And I was just wondering how much of it came from mentorship or where did Mm -hmm. all of this um, sort of advice and knowledge that you've gathered Mm -hmm. did that come from your degree did it come from those programs and I guess the bigger question is if someone's in your shoes eight years ago what kind of advice like Mm -hmm. what path should they pursue yeah I think the biggest thing that has really remained consistent beyond like education and the people that I've met has been just going for it Mm. you kind of have to just take your it's hard because when you're creating something like a business and like a podcast and like all of these things, they're a part of you. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard and scary to put them out into the universe. Like you said, like all of a sudden it can be judged and that's really terrifying, but you have to take the first step and just put aside some of that like personal anxiety and just get it out there. Mm-hmm. You have to just take that start and then see where it goes. And I feel like that for me, a lot of the time, before really deciding like oh I could like do this full-time as a real job like as a career before Mm -hmm. deciding that that's how a lot of my stuff came about was like I'm just gonna do this and see where it goes and Mm -hmm. most of the time it pays off and if not you learn something so I would say the first step is just like do it get it Mm -hmm. out there start whatever you want to start just make that first step because I feel like everything else after the first step of whatever project or whatever giant thing you're doing after that, it'll all feel a little bit easier. <laughs> terrified. Um, like at my first jewelry show at that craft show, I sat there shaking like this, <laughs> trying to talk to people and trying to sell them this stuff that I was making. Mm-hmm. And now I do like, you know, I have four back-to-back shows coming up in the next month. And wow. although I will be like shaky for the first 10 minutes, <laughs> after that, you kind of settle in. <laughs> and so, really taking that first step. And then when it comes to like, the competitions and stuff, you, your story is going to be so much more interesting to other people than it is to you. Mm -hmm. I like never thought there was anything super, you know, wild about starting a business and whatever. And then you tell it to other people and they're like, Whoa, that's amazing. Like you did this, you did that. Mm -hmm. So if you can just like have a really good understanding of what your story is, even if you don't think it's that spectacular, if you can communicate that to others, chances are it's going to be way more amazing than you think it is because we always like tend to knock ourselves down a couple levels than like what we actually are so being able to like communicate your story is really big especially for like getting into those competitions and stuff that is amazing I think that's something Mm -hmm. that we're seeing a lot more that storytelling element now that we Mm -hmm. have like TikTok and reels and things like that (laughs) like platforms for creators to be like here is my Mm -hmm. story rather than just like a portfolio and I think that's really good advice for people in this space and Mm -hmm. I'm curious since I think we're like roughly the same age and I'm I was curious 
in building your business and now that you're responsible for other people in your business and all of this, mm-hmm. have you ever had a challenge or like a moment of self-doubt or a couple? <laughs> Every single day. Um. <laughs> and like, how do you move through that? Because I think at least in some of my experiences, it can be pretty paralyzing, especially when you're the one responsible at the end of the day for a product or a company. And what gets you through that? Yeah, I, that I would say is the biggest challenge. And at least for me in my like business journey, that's the biggest one is that self-doubt and how do you push past it? And like, it is terrifying. Like everything, it's kind of like the whole weight of the world is on your shoulders because it's your world. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Um, and that was something I really struggled with out of college. I graduated 2020. So we did a Zoom graduation <laughs> and it was like, yep. what are we like am I still a senior in college am I now like I can't move anywhere because we're in a pandemic like it was also weird and it really drummed up a lot of that like business anxiety and self-doubt of like am I should I be doing this like is this even sustainable and that has just been like a constant theme throughout um throughout my business but you kind of just have to on days where it's like really like oh my god like why am I doing this nobody's gonna like any of this you know like those days Mm -hmm. you have to just remember that there's like a bigger vision of the business besides like that one day Mm -hmm. and you know yeah maybe you're gonna put something out there that really doesn't work and people don't like it whatever you'll learn from it and I think as you grow as an entrepreneur you can still have that self-doubt But there's also, uh, at least for me, it's even if this keeps kind of like staying here, you start to get that like gut instinct of, you know, what's right for your business, you know, what's right for you. And that starts to outweigh it a little bit. Mm. But there are times where I have to like actually tell myself, like, stop, I need to not think like that. Like, I need to focus on what's like actually happening, not these like made up scenarios in my head of how like nobody's gonna like what we're doing and why am I even like trying this you just you really have to like it's an active process of like telling your inner voice and your inner critic like no 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 like this is fine and like you said having a supportive community around you totally like changes that like I could call my mom and tell her these things and she would be like oh my god no snap out of it (laughs) it's fine great you know and so like being able to rely and reach out to friends who understand, um, who understand like your motive and your passion behind your business, having those people in your community when you can't tell yourself like, no, this is good. Having those people is key because they will be the ones to be like, nope, this is right. You're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is very good advice. I feel like I'm getting (laughs) advice from it. Like spoiler, like I created this podcast to get advice for myself, (laughs) but that really is honestly so important. And I think what you said about gut instinct is something that isn't really taught. And I feel like in a lot of ways it's like repressed and like some people Mm -hmm. say, don't follow your gut instinct here, Mm -hmm. like the best practices. And Mm -hmm. I think graduating in 2020 is such like a double-edged sword, because I think as you were talking about that, it's like, you don't, we didn't have that same environment of like, it sounds like for you, like you had a lot of people in college that supported you mm-hmm. and when you are able to go out all the time and see all those people and be right. like, Hey, here's the latest thing I'm working on. Mm-hmm. 
like there's mm-hmm. not that support and in a way it's like you have to really back yourself in a way that like you mm-hmm. haven't before and you're like yeah. okay well like I'm doing this from like my bedroom so let's hope it works and yeah. it's like it's so much more like taking a leap of faith is really like it's so much more than mm-hmm. just like those couple words I think like it's absolutely sometimes like used as like a throwaway term but it really is mm-hmm. like you really it's oh, like yeah. you can't see what's down there like you're just going mm-hmm. for it um mm-hmm. so that's really really important and I was curious in this evolution and especially with the clothing line like I think you've done a lot of things like you have classes mm-hmm. you have the forever bracelets and yep. like I think now with the clothing brand what's been the biggest challenge because in some ways it's similar with retail but it seems like it could be a whole different beast absolutely yeah um I think going into it I kind of was like oh you know we're adding more products and I'm not making them that Mm -hmm. should be pretty easy you know (laughs) and then it's like oh god no retail is like a whole clothing retail is a whole different beast um and initially the biggest challenge was like we had all these options and we could make Mm -hmm. so many different things what do we like actually want to make and for me the big thing was we have this brand and it's really established itself and I would say the the actual homegrown brand I started as a 15 year old I didn't know what like branding was or like Mm -hmm. vision and mission like I had no clue what all that was and Although sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I had more of like a clear direction back then. It allowed the brand's personality to naturally just come about. Mm -hmm. And so we, over the last eight years, had created this really strong brand and community focused around empowerment. And, you know, when people thought of homegrown, even though we weren't actively working on our branding, they had a very specific image in their head. And so I knew that when we we're coming out with this new stuff, we could not alter that image for them because it would so quickly just kind of like muddy the brand and it wouldn't be as clear like what we were doing, why we were doing it. And I knew that we could not do that. And so I really, really needed to just focus on like the designs, but also like the physical products, you know, we did sweatshirts, we're doing really fun trucker hats, like all of those were so carefully thought about. And then the designs were so carefully thought about and carefully paired with the products, so that it feels natural when we release all of it. So it feels like, like you said earlier, like a natural evolution of the brand, like, it should feel like that same homegrown that everybody's known and supported for the last eight years, just in this like, new leveled up way. And so I think that honestly was the biggest challenge of like, how do we translate this jewelry specific branding to now this like greater kind of like accessories apparel area. Mm, That's really cool to hear about behind the scenes, like Mm -hmm. how it comes, because I see, I think a lot of people see brands do that latest product and they're like okay Mm -hmm. here's the newest thing but Mm -hmm. I feel like there's such a through line with the brand that it's so intentional and it's almost like a 
blessing in some ways that it's like mm-hmm. when you were 15, like 15 year olds don't think about branding, at least like our <laughs> version of 15 year olds. Yeah, like, right. Maybe like the 15 year olds on TikTok now do, yeah. but not when I was 15. <laughs> yeah. And like, in some ways that's so incredibly authentic that mm-hmm. it's like, it's nothing. There were like no limitations. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, I think about that all the time, the way we as high schoolers weren't thinking about anything that high schoolers now are thinking about. And like, in some way that's like kind of fun because it's like, it's Mm -hmm. none of the limitations none of this like social media imposed comparison and validation and things like Mm -hmm. that. And I think listening to you, it's kind of connecting the dots for me, like what's so special about your brand, because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many nowadays, but I think even just like every little detail is thought out and that's so clear, even like on your website. And it's just, I think that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, We went over the designs, like feeding, (laughs) like there was one and um, we had the first kind of like draft of it. And I was like, oh, I like it, but like there's something so small off. And we went through like five different font iterations just oh of this one gosh. thing. And like <laughs> we just knew that like we could pinpoint it like so specifically to fit mm-hmm. in with the brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is amazing. And I'm sure that everybody after listening to this is going to want to buy your products yes. and is going to be ready for <laughs> June 4th. Um, cause I, I think this should be coming out like a week or two before. Um, yes. so where can all of our listeners find you find these products? Yes. So we will be launching them that morning, June 4th on our website, homegrownjewelryvt.com. We are also planning a pop-up in Vermont for that day. (gasps) Details, TBD. Um, And then we'll also be in Brooklyn the 18th, 19th of June and Philadelphia the 25th, 26th of June. So we're kind of doing like a little East Coast pop-up tour, um, which is super exciting. Yeah. Have you ever done that before? No. So this is the most... I told myself that like now that I was totally full time, I would just take any pop up opportunity and show apply for them because um, now I have the time. So why not? And then I ended up signing up for four back to back. Wow. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is about to be either like the best thing ever or like the biggest mistake. And I will be dead <laughs> by the time we hit 4th of July. But I knew that I wanted to and it it coincided with the releases so perfectly so it's gonna be really fun to finally like show people what we've been working because I mean we got the first merch samples in February and so I've been like holding on to these pieces and like wearing them around just to like kind of get like a feel for them but we haven't shown anybody and so to finally like have them in person it's like the best I'm so excited I cannot wait that is amazing. And we'll have to put mm-hmm. those dates and locations yes. in the show notes so everybody Absolutely. can find you Absolutely. outside of Vermont. Oh, and that's so wonderful. And correct me if I'm wrong, you also have an Etsy shop, right? We don't, we do, but we don't really <laughs> use it that much. It's gotcha. like we, again, with the pandemic, when I was at home and doing virtual classes, um, <laughs> I decided to kind of switch to the website so that, again, it would just feel like really our own thing. Nice. But um, you can also shop them on Instagram and all of that kind of stuff. We've been doing like lots of little, finally, 
putting out the pictures of the merch and everything and getting people really excited. It's so funny when I did like the first announcement on Instagram and I had all the stories up and stuff, people were just like messaging me, cracking up at the designs. Cause I feel like it's really like homegrown's personality in words and like in graphics. And so people were just like, our DMs were so funny and people being like, oh my God, I can't believe that's on a sweatshirt and that's such a funny <laughs> tote bag, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, I can't wait. Like, it's so exciting. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. And that is definitely mm-hmm. such a testament to the community that you've built. And I think will definitely be very inspiring to other people who are looking to sort of emulate this model that you've created. It's honestly just really wonderful. Um, and we'll link everything in our show notes, all of the Instagrams, all of the profiles and everything so people can find you and shop awesome. with you. And before we head to our rapid fire, um, <laughs> is there anything that I didn't cover that you want to share with our listeners? Hmm. I don't think so. I do actually, I do have to say being from one, um, I think the Vermont community specifically is really amazing for if you want to start something. And I'm sure that you have felt the same, but mm-hmm. um, Vermonters really like to support other Vermonters. So if you have an idea, just go for it. We're two examples. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh, that like warms my heart. I love that. <laughs> Feeling lots of Vermont pride today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to run you through some rapid fire questions. Um, first thing that comes to your mind, couple words. And we'll start with what is the first thing that you do in the morning? Oh God. This morning it was TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's honest. It's so same. <laughs> yep. oh, gosh, I love it. What is the best piece of advice you've received or a good piece of advice since I'm putting you on the spot? Ooh. My dad actually said this to me a couple weeks ago. Always ask one more question so like even if you think you're done and like you couldn't ask somebody anything else ask them one more thing because you never know like what you're gonna get out of that like last little bit of conversation oh my gosh I love that okay I need to think of a last another question to ask yeah (laughs) (laughs) um what is your favorite podcast right now oh I've been listening um my boyfriend actually got me really hooked on this one called group chat with with drama from like Rob Deerdeck and stuff. Um, oh my but it's, gosh. it's like him and his two friends and they talk about like the stock market and finances and NFTs, which is all stuff that I have like no clue about. Same. And so I've been trying to really like get into like understand what all of that means. And theirs is like very easy to listen to. So I've been like kind of listening to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I might check that out because I still don't understand M- NFTs <laughs> like at all. No, me either. <laughs> what is a self-care fad that you're into at the moment um I would say all things skincare Mm. guasha all of it yes very into it yes I love that I just got an ice roller a couple months ago and I live by it (laughs) right I know anytime I feel like slightly off I'm like I need to guasha I need to guasha Like, I don't know if it does anything, but mentally it makes me feel great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm treating myself. Everything is exactly. right in the world. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Okay. And well, our final signature question, what makes you unfiltered? I think after eight years of running the business, 
and with the new merch coming out, um, I think I trust myself and my um, and my creativity enough at this point that I'm really willing to take the more bold road, I would say. A lot of the designs um, that we've come up with, I don't think I would have, I don't think a couple of years ago I would have released them. And now mm-hmm. I think I am confident enough in the business and in my gut instinct that I'm ready to like come out firing with these new designs and just like take on take on that responsibility and that really like true brand identity of like this is who we are and I'm gonna go with my gut instinct on that oh my gosh that is the energy we all need right now (laughs) what an amazing and on-brand way to end this episode (laughs) Francesca thank you so much this has been a delight and it's been so much fun Oh, I'm so glad we got to do this and I can't wait to see you at your pop-up. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's literally felt like we've just been like FaceTiming for the last 40 minutes. I love it. I know. <laughs> this is so great. I want every episode to be like this ever. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will see you soon and I will see all of my listeners very soon or you'll hear from me soon. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of a little bit unfiltered. If you liked what you heard, feel free to give us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We are grateful to each and every review, comment, like, DM. We see you, we hear you, we love you, and we'll see you next time.